Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. How was your weekend? There were a lot of kink events this weekend. There was, oh, there was Palm Springs Pride. I know at least one person that went. He said he was able to wear out in public, which was new for him, but he did it, and I'm very proud of him. And we had MIR. We had Mr. International Rubber, and it looked like there was a bunch of people there. There, there was a... Ooh, there was a ABU booth, and according to James Frost, who I had on last week, there were a lot of diaper converts, so that was fun. And then it looked like they all gathered in a hotel room, and, and they were squishing around. So, I don't know, that seemed really cool. It's always nice to see see kink events and see, you know, not just diaper events, but, like, other kink events that accept diapers at their at their events. Um, I personally went to a diaper active photo shoot. So we're already preparing for diaper active in January and we shot the poster this past weekend and it was just fun to, you know, dress up and put on, put on, uh, different diaper gear and, and, you know, put makeup on. I can't give away what the theme is, but it was a lot of fun. But before I went to the photo shoot, I was scrolling through Twitter and, if you don't follow him, you should definitely follow him. His name's Knox, Baby Boy Knox. And he was doing these Instagram polls, basically just questions that we all deal with. You know, did I feel alone when I first discovered this kink? And if I had a relationship, you know, should that relationship be with a daddy or should it be with another ABDL? So I gathered everyone there for a little fireside chat on these questions and here were their answers. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for coming to Newsy's Nook. We have Don, Pamper Player, and Coda. And I just wanted to ask you guys some questions. So, Don, we'll go first with you. In your early years, did you think you were the only, only one on the planet interested in diapers? Well, I'm actually a late bloomer. I uh, I didn't get into diapers until much later because um, I was very sheltered as a child, so I couldn't really explore anything. But um, once I discovered ABDL... Um, I didn't feel like I was the only one because I met someone who was ABDL who sort of introduced me to the lifestyle. So I never really had to go through that, which was great. Well, I would say that I thought I was the only one up until I was about 15, where in an adult magazine at the time, I think it was either Penthouse or Hustler, they had done an article on DPF, which of course was one of the very first, you know, ABDL diaper groups. So that's when I realized, oh, wow, other people do this too. DPF being? Diaper Pale Fraternity. What's that? Was that on the internet? So that was actually the very first website that ever existed, but DPF actually existed before the web was even a thing. Um, it originally was what's called a fanzine, and so it was all correspondence by mail, and the very first diaper get-togethers were actually held in Stowe, Vermont, through the DPF group. Oh. See, my first website was Deeker Diaper, and that was like, we're going back to like eighth grade for me, so like 2008. 
This is going back to like 1996 when I was a freshman in college. <laughs> but you were only two at the time, right? Well, I'm still only two. Exactly. Coda, what about you? Um, so I was first introduced to ABDL from uh, another ABDL. So I wouldn't necessarily say that um, I felt like I was alone in it uh, because my first introduction to it was by another person that was already in the community. But it took me a couple more years before I was able to network and then meet some people within the community and then make friends from there. Where did you find this mysterious person? They messaged me on Grinder, And they were just like, I want to put you in a diaper. No, they wanted me to do that to them. Oh, interesting. I haven't had that experience. Grinder keeps uh, deleting my photo every time I uploaded it. Uh, Don, did you go through a binge cycle or have you ever went through a binge cycle? No, I think because it like I was involved in so many other kinks before I discovered ABDL that by the time I got into diapers, I was just full throttle ahead. So I never had that moment of, oh, do I want to do this? It was like once once the door was open, it just blasted open and I ran through screaming and dancing. Um, I guess I would categorize myself as in a consistent binge cycle in that I have never actually done the purge, but you know, the diaper closet, all that kind of stuff. So that actually, I'm not going to say that I started it, but when I was in college and my vanilla friends first discovered my diapers, one of my friends going through my little box of toys was like, my God, this is like a shrine to fetish. And I had a little walk-in closet at the time. So I turned it into what, you know, these days we'd call a diaper closet, but back then I, I called the shrine. I mean, I have seen your closet now. It is the biggest diaper closet I have ever seen. I'm pretty sure if you purged that, there would be hundreds and hundreds of dollars wasted. There, well, you know, in addition to the current models, there is, of course, the diaper archive. Yeah, you have a whole archive. Yeah, well, you know, some, some diapers, they, they go away, but we never lose our, our little attachment to them, do we? Aw, Coda. I've never purged before, but... Sometimes I do take breaks in between when I'm low, like on stock, I will maybe wait to purchase more, but I usually, um, I've never gone through a purge where I wanted to just throw everything away. I feel that. I ha I've never done a whole purge, but I've definitely done like three, four month breaks, but nothing too long. What about relationships, past, current, or future? What describes your wishes best? Require a daddy? Has to be ABDL? Must accept my kink or vanilla is fine. Um, if like the, I would like to meet a daddy who would accept at least a few of my kinks, and if not diapers, then at least some of the other ones. But they would have to be okay with me going out and finding, you know, feeding my diaper needs in other ways. But ideally, I would love to have a daddy that would encompass everything, like diapers and puppy play and leather and that sort of thing. And how hard is it to find one? <sighs> Incredibly hard. <laughs> I'm single, by the way, for whoever's listening. <laughs> so I, I would say that at the very least for any of my relationship partners, they would have to accept my kink. Um, ideally, they would be ABDL as well. But from there, what role we take, you know, I myself have gone through a bit of a transition where originally I was just a boy, only a boy, only could imagine playing with other daddies, maybe with other boys too, but really primarily wanting a daddy. But then in more recent years, I had become for a time a non-wearing daddy. Um, and then these days, I'd say I'm pretty much a, a daddy little switch. So, you know, anybody that I can really relate to uh, through diapers in an intimate way, I would say, is is an ideal relationship partner for me. So you've, gro so you've grown with the whole, with, as, as you've gotten older, your role has changed and 
that's healthy. Oh, for sure. And and I'll I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised because, you know, even in my mid thirties, I was like, you know, I like playing with other littles, I like playing big bro, but it never really at the time scratched that itch for me. But, you know, I had the first little that really kind of brought that daddy out of me and, and it made it feel special and um and I actually found that in a lot of ways these days I think I probably enjoy that role a little bit more. Nice. Uh for me personally, vanilla is fine. Uh, but they do have to be kink-friendly and kink-tolerant. Um, but ideally, I would be with someone that is probably at least open to ABDL and open to trying it, but ideally uh, into ABDL as well. Right. They have to be at least somewhat accepting, or else it's no deal or not. What about how old were you when you realized you liked diapers? Early childhood, about 2 through 8. Puberty age, 10 through 12 teenager 12 through 18 or were you an adult when you figured it out i don't i don't know if we talked about this before but uh when i was in college uh i was at a party with my roommate and his friend came up to us like you guys aren't gonna believe this my roommate is having his friends over and they're all wearing diapers so they can sit and play video games and not have to go to the bathroom now looking back we all know we know what they were doing you know, but I, that was the very first time that I started thinking, that sounds like fun. I want to try that. And then it just sort of took me years to find that this was actually a thing in a real community and, and getting into it and everything. Yeah, for me, it was certainly an early childhood thing. In fact, I don't know if I remember a time in my life where I wasn't in some way fascinated by diapers. Um, I don't think I understood that as a sexual thing at the time. It was it was literally just like, wow, I just am like fascinated and strangely like interested in this thing um, and pursued them as much as I could, looking for them, acquiring them however I could. But um, but, you know, then, of course, when puberty started, I would say I realized, oh, like this is this is a sexual thing for me. You're like, oh, I'm turned on by this. Um, so I discovered it about three years ago, and I would say that I'm very much invested in it now. Did it start sexual? Um, it didn't start sexual, and I'd say still it's not very sexual. It's more like in its own sphere of kink, where it's kind of asexual, but even though it's hard to separate kink from sex itself, I would say like this is kind of in its own compartment where it, it doesn't have to be explicitly sexual, but it, it can be if it gets to that. Right, that's a whole category of people, right? There's a whole category of people that are like, it's not sexual for me, it's a complete comfort thing. I really want to do an episode on that. Um, first experience with diapers. Did you steal from a younger family member? Did you find in the trash, hopefully unused, bought good nights or baby diapers or was your first diaper in an abdl diaper i'll go first mine was stealing from my younger brother i will i'm not gonna lie i stole from me my younger brother and surprisingly they did fit <laughs> um well since i'm a late bloomer i uh, i called up a friend who i knew was into it and i was like hey i really want to try this and so he had me over and put me in a diaper for the first time so i jumped right in the abdl side but yeah <laughs> Uh, well, I actually acquired them from my pediatrician's office more than one time, and after the third or fourth, I came in one day, and the nurse was like, hey, have you been taking diapers when you come here? <laughs> Which was like completely mortifying. <laughs> but um, you know, needless to say, there, there were never diapers in the exam room again after that day when I visited. I was, I was a little bummed about that. So, so after that, I started going out and buying them myself. Like, I guess I won't steal them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was a good life lesson. 
Don't steal boys. <laughs> um, my first experience with a diaper would be um, I purchased one on Amazon. I, if I recall correctly, they were the Rears Rebels. And then, no, they were the Little Monsters. And I got them shipped to an Amazon locker so I could pick them up. And then I kept them in my trunk and I would try them on here and there. And now my trunk is full of diapers. Oh, no. Hopefully no one breaks into your car. <laughs> I hope not. All right. Who knows about your kinks? Uh, strictly, strictly kinksters, close friends, family members, or is it public knowledge? I guess since I have an open account, I guess it's public knowledge. But within my close knit of people, it's basically just kinksters and my partner. I, you know, I'm pretty open. I mean, I run, you know, diaper active, so everybody kind of knows who I am from that respect. But I've never really, like, most everything I do, I'm open. My parents are both in their 90s, and somebody once uh, sent me one of those spam threatening things saying, we have all your dirty pictures, and we're going to send files to your family. And I'm like, well, unless you have a converter that takes AVI to VHS tape, I think I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, so... I would say I'm pretty open about it also. Um, definitely not something I go out of my way to communicate to coworkers, um, but certainly I have shared that with some coworkers that became friends. My mom knows. Um, I'm pretty public about who I am. I'm not, you know, I have the playroom. People that know me that well enough to come over kind of, you know, <laughs> becomes part of the conversation. Um, so I'd say mostly it's just with other people that are in the community that know about it. Um, some people that are maybe into another kink, um, that I also share with them, maybe I will bring it up to them. But other than that, uh, I would say none of my family knows. And then maybe just a couple of very close friends. Um, other than that, it's just within the community. Right. Same, same. And then also like, you know, wearing a onesie out in public. I mean, does that count as other people knowing or wearing in public? You know, most people don't even recognize that there's a diaper there, even though within our minds, we might think like, oh, gosh, everyone can tell. But most people can't tell. So for a lot of people, bedwetting is their open door to wearing diapers. Were you a bedwetter as a child, a teen, adult or never a bedwetter? Never a bedwetter. I like how that rolls off the tongue. Never a bedwetter. It's like the new novel by Emily Bronte. But no. <laughs> uh, I was never a bedwetter in that I was never, you know, consistently wet or anything. I have one memory when I was like a preteen of wetting the bed once. Um, and then that was kind of the only real bedwetting experience I had until the pandemic. And bizarrely, over this like two, three week period, um, admittedly, I was drinking perhaps a bit more than I ever, you know, really had before in my entire life. I were we uh, all? <laughs> <laughs> and and I suddenly had the experience two times of um, of peeing the bed in my sleep. And and I'll tell you, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I have been utterly unable to recreate that intentionally again. And I've tried the same cocktails, the same meal, nothing. So. I am not a bedwetter. I can't ever recall wetting the bed, except until after I discovered ABDL. Then there's been a few accidents. So there is that fantasy of, you know, becoming incontinent and stuff. Would you say that since discovering diapers, you have attempted to wet the bed more often? I No, I haven't. But that is fascinating. But yeah, out of all my kinks, that's not really one of them. Oh, yeah, I, I would say yes. You're like, I'm living it. I'm trying to anyway. 
No, I, I, I wouldn't try to wet the bed, but I, I have some uh, hypnosis files that would try to make that happen, ideally, if they work. But I do not want to have to clean up all of my sheets and have to steam clean my bed, which is why I still wear diapers. All right, final question. Are you a big pants wetting baby? Yes! Yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> big pants wetting baby. Yes. Mm, no, and there's no proof. No proof? You're wearing the biggest diaper here. Mm. No. Nope, it's a podcast. They can't see it. <laughs> I made a gift that says otherwise. Ooh. Ooh, we have proof. Well, thank you guys for coming to Newsy's Nook and answering all these questions. Thank, thank you. For having us. Thank you. So now that we've gotten some answers from ABDLs, I thought it would be important to sit down with Baby Knox and figure out where did these questions come from and what are his answers? I actually just started with one. And I was I was just talking with another ABDL friend of mine, which was my first question is, you know, did you think you were the only one on the planet? Because I think for a lot of us and for me, I it manifested pretty early and the Internet wasn't as big as it was. The community wasn't uh, as active on social media. And it was a lot harder to find information. And so I uh, I just wanted to see if anyone else kind of felt the same way. And from there, I, I started thinking about my time and the things I went through as an early ABDL. And I just started asking some questions to see what the community was uh, dealing with. Right. And I don't think I don't think the majority because I'm looking at the results right now. I don't it doesn't surprise me that. 64% of people who voted thought that they were alone. I mean, I thought I was alone and I didn't really start discovering this kink until college. I mean, I knew it was there, but I didn't start, you know, actively seeking others until I was in college. Yeah, it, it's it's such an odd thing and it, it's it's weird to say that as someone in the community, but sometimes you have to take a step back and like realize what it is that we're into like it's weird but not saying that it's wrong um at all but it's definitely out of the norm and it, it was difficult for me to comprehend as an early abdl to be okay with that and not only that i could figure that anyone else was into it do you remember the first time you you discovered this kink like for me it was stealing my baby brother's diapers was there an experience for you so my very first memory ever uh i was i was maybe two or so and i remember my parents asking me before i was going to bed one night they were like do you think you're big enough for underwear tonight or do you think you still need a diaper of course, I said I still need a diaper. So all the way as early as two, like, I didn't want to be out of it. And then I remember in kindergarten, actually, we were doing, like, an art collage project where we would take, like, newspapers and cut things out and make an art project. And so I had a newspaper that had, like, some Huggies coupons in it or something. Mm -hmm. And I very specifically cutting them out and hiding them as early as kindergarten. 
Oh, like hiding them out of shame because you you knew this was something special. I it wasn't even shame. Like I just was interested in. Like I I don't know why that early like it manifested. Right, right, and then even from your poll, I mean. Again, this doesn't surprise me that the majority of people said that they realized that they were into diapers at an early age, anywhere between 2 to 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like about 58% of people under 12 was the age that they figured it out. Although I was very surprised to see that there was about 18% of people uh, that figured it out after they were 18. Right, right. And... I What's interesting is, so I met up with a couple ABDLs yesterday for this photo shoot, and I asked them these questions just because I think these are great questions, and these are questions that we all should be thinking about or reflecting on. And one of the guys at the photo shoot said, you know, my introduction to diapers was during a grinder hookup. This guy wanted him to come over and diaper him up, and then from there it kind of sparked an interest, which kind of leads me to a question that wasn't on your poll um, are diapers sexual for you? So, yes, they are, but it's it's kind of like a spice for me. Uh, it's not the meat and potatoes, if you will. Uh, you can kind of sprinkle diapers in anywhere, and it just makes everything a little bit better. Right. I've had this conversation a lot with people. It's it's almost like when people ask, oh, what what is it about diapers that you like? It's that or what do you do in what in ABDL can you do with diapers? And it's like you could do anything. Go to the movies plus diaper, you know, jerk off plus diaper. It doesn't matter. Just add plus diaper, and then that kind of goes with the flow. Yep. <laughs> I know this is like a huge thing in our community. Is you know that whole sense of like oh like, I'm kind of ashamed. Or some people just you know the the itch isn't there anymore. Have you have you purged before? Oh, I, I did for years. Um, so when I first realized that it was kind of something different, like I knew, like I, I felt uncomfortable or not even uncomfortable, maybe even excited. Like when commercials would come on the TV about Pampers or whatever. Uh, but when I was like 10 is when it really, I started acting on things. And so go ahead. Oh, when you said acted, do you mean like you snuck in, snuck into like a nursery or something and stole a diaper or like went to the store and bought a good night? So I started out just using like towels and underwear and things like that. I, I, I remember very specifically we had like an old tree house in the woods behind my house. And I would I would go out there and play and like. I would wet my pants. Um, and then there was like a little creek that ran through and I would go jump in the creek before I went inside to like hide the evidence. Um, so that was about 10 years old. And so from there, I went through basically a constant binge purge cycle all the way up till... Probably my first year of college being outside of the house. Is that when like the purging stopped because you were able to like be on your own and discover the kink without the praying eyes of parents or guardians? 
I think so. Uh, it was also the time when I had started engaging with the community a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a presence until about a year ago or so, but I'd, I'd worked for a few years, um, even when I was underage, which again is a whole nother topic. Uh, one I might cover in another poll, but being able to see other people engaging and just being a community. And uh, it was also when I was 18 was the first time I ever met another ABDO. Uh, so I think that really validated it for me. Right. And that cycle to stop. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's when, it's when you find people online or it's when you meet someone in real life that it becomes not this taboo thing or you don't feel alone. It's you, you start being comfortable with your own identity within this kink. And would you say that after you met that first per first person, the purging stopped or at least slowed down? Absolutely. It, it was almost an on off switch for me. I remember the very last time that I threw any of my stuff away, and that was when I had to move out of my dorm after my first year of college and move back home for the summer. Uh, I, I threw it away before I moved back home. And that was the very last time that I, I ever threw any of my diapers or passies or whatever else I had collected away, which I'd, I'd gone through many many times uh since i was 16 and i bought my first good nights like i would buy a pack i'd use maybe two and then i'd I'd trash the rest because i hated myself for using them right right and i think a lot of our first experiences with diapers is uh is either using some kind of form like mine was stealing my dad's uh he always called them diapers, so it wasn't that huge jump, but like the rags that he washed the cars with, he would always call it a diaper. And I just remember one day taking those and same thing, just like stuffing them in my underwear and then like running down the street and then wetting myself and then like running home like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, it's remarkable how many of us have pretty similar experiences with things. And tying back into that poll that I had, uh, asking if you went through a binge purge cycle, I was actually surprised that 33% of people said they never went through it because it, it was so strong and so long lasting for me and for many of the other people I know that it was really surprising that there were that many that said, nope, I diapers rock, I rock. Right. It would be interesting. I mean, if you were going to take this like even further to see of the people that said no, were they people that discovered this kink after they were 18, right? Like people who their experiences were either meeting someone for the first time or, you know, they're living on their own. So there really isn't a need to purge. You know, there's just you just put it away. It would be interesting to see of the people that said no, you know, what is their background? Yeah, it absolutely would. Although, if you look at the other question that asked, 
if you thought they were the only person, uh, one of the options was that they knew other ABDLs before getting into the kink. Uh, and only 11% of people said that. So it, it kind of makes me think that there's a percentage of people that just didn't go through that, even if they did or did not know other people beforehand. Right. Right. Yeah. Going to a n- new question. Um, sure. Relationships. Have you ever, have you dated someone and did they know that you were into diapers or have you not gotten there yet? So I was in a relationship from the time I was about 16 till the time I was 21. Uh, he knew. And for him, he was okay with it in a sexual manner. Oh. So we would we would play. Uh I think I wanted it a little more like quite frankly a lot more than him, but he was okay incorporating it at times. Um but he thought any of it outside of that was pretty silly. Um I remember when I bought my first onesie, it was towards the very end of our relationship. We had just moved in together, and I remember he came home, and I was wearing it, and I was padded, obviously, and he just kind of laughed and went off and did his own thing. He wasn't trying to be rude, I don't think, but... Did that affect you? Yeah, it did because I was I was just trying something new up until that point. Like I hadn't had the ability to explore. Uh and I'll say this was maybe late 2018, early 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple of years ago now. Right. Right. It's almost like, you know, kinks are almost like being gay all over again, right? There's a whole process of first you are like, I'm alone, this thing is weird. And then there's the self-acceptance and then there's the self, self-awareness self of other people being around. And then there's exploring things around you. And if you don't – and, you know, maybe he wasn't being mean, but he's probably thinking, you know, this diapers diapers are for the bedroom. Why are you wearing this outside of sex? And But it hurts because you're like, no, I'm like, I'm actively trying to understand this. I need as much support as possible. Yeah, it it his his support wavered and it I that's why I did ask that question. I, I asked uh you know what, what people needed in their relationship uh or re- what their ideal was and I kind of figured this was how it would line up, but they most of us need to be with someone that would accept their kink. Uh because anything less than full support in a relationship to me isn't an ideal relationship. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And the numbers speak for themselves. Like you said, 62% said must at least accept my kink. Uh, and then coming in second is required daddy, which goes with, goes with the whole that we're all, we're all babies and there's not enough, there's not enough doms and daddies around, around, Yes, absolutely. And 
two interesting points about that is, you know, I think for a lot of people, ABDL is, is very therapeutic. I think a lot of us had pretty rough childhoods. Uh, I, I tend to find that common among, among us. And uh, so that's, I'd say that's why within the community, there's kind of a prevalence towards littles because it's therapeutic. Um, and secondarily is with 15% of people saying they require a daddy, uh, I used to think that once I, when I got out of my relationship and I, I kind of got into the community a lot more, I started indulging in the adult baby side of things. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I said, oh, my, I, I have to have a daddy or, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy because my last relationship, I wasn't supported. And I think now is I just, I just need to find a friend basically. And from there you can, you can build. And, you know, if you need the experience of a Dom, you know, maybe your trust is good enough that you can bring others into the play scene. Right. Right. Um, random question, but it will connect. Are you in an area where there's a lot of ABDLs? I am not. I am in the Southeast U.S. in Tennessee. And yeah. So there's not a whole lot around you. So if anything, you're just looking for like another human being to wear diapers with and just enjoy them with. That's like baseline for you right now. I've been pretty lucky. And about a year ago, I, I got really... I, I joined all the apps, all the sites. I I, I made a, a kink grinder. I I have fished out about every ABDL in the state of Tennessee and uh some of North Carolina too. Uh so we're we're actively trying to build a community here. I've got several good friends over towards middle Tennessee, about a few hours away. I've met some other people here in the area. Some were scary. Some have been really nice. Some are new to it. And for everyone, it's different. But in a place that's as spread out as this is, it's difficult building a community. Oh, I totally get it. I mean, I'm in Santa Barbara. I'm like an hour from L.A. And it's like pulling teeth to get anyone to visit. I usually have to find them when they're on vacation. (laughs) Um, Would you say that you're... Would you say that you are a baby, a middle, or a daddy, or has it changed throughout your self, self ac- self-awareness of this kink? Um, hands down, I'm a little a baby. Uh, I, I used to think of myself as a dom because I have a very kind of overbearing personality outside of kink and Mm -hmm. outside of sex but really that was just going through my my sexual uh discovery because the relationship that i was in i was in it from the time i was 16 to 21 he was my first ever partner and that's all i ever knew for the whole beginning of my sexual life was him uh, so when I left that relationship and was able to 
start exploring with other people and see what I liked, I definitely began to realize I'm more submissive. Uh, I'm a little, that's how I like it. It's very therapeutic for me. But also, I have like a weird protective side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I see things that are wrong or someone coming after anyone that I love or care about or is in this community, I I, I add like ten years to my age instantly. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. It it's uh it's that whole phrase of like when you're drunk, even though you could be like totally shit faced, um, if you see like a friend in need, you instantly become like I used to call it becoming mama bear. And yeah. you just kind of sober up in this like weird way, and then all of a sudden you're like taking care of all the drunk people at the party, and you're like, I'm equally as drunk, but now I'm taking care of everyone. Exactly. Yes, that is the perfect metaphor. Let's talk about who knows about this kink for you. Are you are you pretty open about it? Do close friends know? Is it strictly kinksters? Do family members know? Who knows for you? So for me, I'm careful about who knows, but I'm also pretty open about it. So one thing that I really value in my life is good relationships and friendships. Uh, and so the people that I trust... I trust them hands down. And so for me, I have a few vanilla friends that know, maybe four or five. That's a pretty good number. Yeah. Uh, These are people that I've known since I was like 10 years old or so. How did you tell them? Did you just kind of say one day like, hey, I'm into diapers? Did they see a picture of you? How did you tell them? Um. So... One friend, my very first trek into ABDL online work, uh, I wasn't very versed in creating a private Instagram, I suppose. I didn't have any pictures of me on there, but I'd put my name, and I was the only one that he knew with that name, and I came up on his, like, people you may know on Instagram. Oh, no. Yeah. He texted me, he's like, hey, is this you? Of course I said no at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I freaked out and like immediately changed, deleted or blocked him. I I don't know what I did, but it was obvious that like he could no longer see the account basically directly after uh, messaging me about it. Right. So now he definitely knows. Yeah. Uh, And he told me, he's like, look, it's all good. I'm not going to say anything. Like, you do you. Did he know what ABDL was, though? I mean, it. you know, if someone doesn't know what it stands for, they're just kind of like, what is that? Is that a drug? Like, what is it? Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. I, I don't really know. We haven't talked about it a lot. We've been good friends, but ever since he's known it's not ever been a point of conversation got it uh, so he's so he's never seen you in a diaper he just knows that you like this kink that's called abdl yeah 
God, is that true for most of the vanilla friends that know about this kink? They just know that you like this kink called ABDL? Yes, so except for one of them. Uh, he's one of my very best friends, and he he kind of started our foray into sexual conversations. Uh, as early as high school, he was telling me things. He's he's straight, but he was he told me like he would be interested in trying things with a a trans girl or whatever. He was just very open about like things he might be into. Uh, and so his openness led me to be open with him. And we have discussed it because he, he didn't know about it. So we were able to discuss and he has seen me in a diaper. <gasps> what did he say? He was like interest. He was very interested, almost like from a research point. Uh, so he's only seen a picture. He's never seen you in like real life wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then just because I'm a curious horny boy, have you done anything with this straight person? I have not. You no. have not. Okay. We've kept it just as straight friends. I just had to ask. I was just curious. It is a That's fantasy of mine. <laughs> I think it is for a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, uh why do you want to <laughs> not not particularly i i value that friendship a lot and i would i would hate for anything to come in in between that that's right that's right remember that it's it's not worth a friendship uh what about let's move on to bedwetting was bedwetting a big thing for you as a kid as a child as a teenager as an adult uh it was not I think I have more to add on my last point, if that's okay, going back with you. Sure, yeah, let's go back there. Uh, so, I have two brothers. One I told, and I think the other has it figured out. How did he figure it out? He's just very observant. He's a very quiet person. He doesn't say much. Uh but he's only two years older than me. And he, he tells me all the time that he knew things. He said he knew I was gay when I was six or seven. I wish he'd have told me because I didn't figure that out for like eight years after that. Huh. Uh, so I don't know if he knows. But knowing how he is and knowing that I wasn't particularly careful in my early years, he might know. My other brother, I really, he's 10 years older than me. And I, I, he basically raised me because my parents were out of the house. They worked a lot. Mm -hmm. And so he was like a parent to me. Around the same time that I, he was the very first person that I ever told I was gay. Uh, I, I trusted him with my life. Shortly after I did come out to him, some family past came up and it, it hurt our relationship between him, me, my family, everything. And so we didn't speak for two or three years after that. Mm -hmm. um, 
but we were able to heal from it and build a new relationship. And I just knew after healing from that, that literally nothing could ever harm that relationship. Uh, and so I, I just decided to tell him one day we were just talking about random stuff and his response was whatever floats your boat. I feel like that's the response to a lot of people that we tell in our lives is great, cool, interesting, right? Like it, it's very, it's very anticlimactic. It's almost like coming out as gay again, right? It go, it's going back to that. Like when you tell someone, oh, I'm gay, they're like, we knew or great. I, I didn't have that experience. Uh, oh, coming out. Yeah, I'm 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 a fairly masculine person, uh, and I was very masculine then, in attempts to hide my gayness. Uh, and so I I no one knew. I I threw a wrench at everyone. No one had any idea, except apparently my brother. Was that hard for you since no one knew? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it strained a lot of my relationships. My my best friend at the time. It it was the beginning of the end for that relationship. Uh, it hurt my relationship with my parents dramatically. Uh, we're we're still healing from that. Actually, uh, eight years later now. Uh, is wearing a form of comfort for you being that being gay is has kind of put a damper on your relationships absolutely uh it's hard to pinpoint where that comfort comes from i mean i i think we all kind of know the feeling in the community of regressing and how that helps I can't explain how it helps. It just does. Right. Right. I've heard it explained um, as we get to relive parts of our childhoods that subconsciously or consciously we want to redo on. Um, I, You're right. I don't know what mine is either, but I totally understand this whole idea of when you are regressing, there is a comfort that is unexplainable exactly it, it, it's not even like it ties into anything it just melts it away thanks well thank you for sharing that part yeah um, of course. what about what about bedwetting it sounds like there was some some uh, trauma with coming out, and usually trauma leads to bedwetting. Is was there bedwetting as a kid, or no? There was never bedwetting for me. I was potty trained very early, maybe a year and a half to two years max. Uh, and so I, I, I never got to. I say this is like, oh no, I missed out. I know for many people it was traumatic to go through. Uh. But I, I never had that experience. And, you know, I I found it interesting in the poll that, you know, 51% of people never did. Right, 
Right. I would I would say I had bedwetting as a kid. I don't know if it's related to trauma. I've never been to theory. I mean, therapy to kind of dive into my childhood traumas. Um, but I did bedwet as a kid. Um, I know at least for me, it wasn't so much bedwetting, but peeing my pants at school kind of led down that slippery slope into discovering water sports with which then, you know, went into diapers or however it connected, but it wasn't so much bedwetting for me. But it is interesting to see that in this poll, more than half of people said, you know, never a bedwetter. Yeah, because I, th- I think we all came to this community and this kink in different ways. Uh, so at the same time that it's saying it's interesting that 51% of people were never a bedwetter, that means that 49% were and it's likely that most of them came to ABDL from that, just as you did. Right. Would you say that now that you are a baby that wets his pamps, do you That's do you weird. do you wet your pamps at night, and do you enjoy that feeling in the morning? I have not been able to achieve thoughtless wetting at night yet i can wake up and kind of relax for a minute and be able to wet my pants which again disputed fact i am obviously very big um it's it's a it's kind of a goal of mine to get to that point because i I think at that point it's it's cemented in who you are and it's a part of you. It's not something that you can throw away at that point. Right. And it's a comfort thing and a routine that you have to rely on. And I, I find it oddly comforting to, to not only want to wear diapers, but to actually need to. Are you 24-7? I, I, I was for... A little bit. So I left my job. I worked a very physical labor job for the last four years. And I left my job in the middle of September. So I spent about a month, 24-7, minus a few days to air out or if I was with family or something like that. Um, and it was a very interesting experience. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that I I didn't continue with it because I, that that was kind of the goal for a long time. Is like I want to go twenty four seven and I uh, I I enjoyed it, but it was also a lot of work. A lot uh, of work, as in like constantly like changing and having a pack on you and having wipes on you. Exactly, having a changing. Uh, trying to exercise and uh, be around people and not feel uncomfortable or seen. Excuse me. Uh, dealing with rashes and finding pants that fit right. And there's just so many different aspects of it that you have to deal with that while it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of work. 
Right. Did you learn anything about yourself when you were wearing 24-7? Uh, hmm. Or let me rephrase. Pamps are a comfort for you. Did you notice your psyche was different when you were wearing diapers 24-7? Did you feel happier when you were wearing 24-7? Was your demeanor yes. different? I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but I think there's a couple other factors that uh, play into that. So my job was a, a point of great mental stress for me. Uh, that's why I ended up leaving. I, I was, I was getting to a point where I, I knew I had to leave or I was going to end up in a hospital. Uh, and so I left that job and at the same time, I've, I've recently become connected with some other ABDLs in the area. And so I went and stayed with them because I could, I stayed with them for several days, I think almost a week. And, uh, getting changed, getting cared for, having that instant community was my first week or so into the 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And so having left my job, being able to be a part of the community instantly and also wearing 24 seven, it was, it was like serotonin galore. I, my brain was, my brain was smiling. Uh, and so the next three or four weeks after that, it, it was definitely a comfort. I, like I said, I got a little tired of having to deal with it all the time. And I think for a lot of people, sometimes like tying back into the binge purge, we just lose interest sometimes. Like I didn't, I didn't hate myself for it at all, but sometimes it, was, it, it felt like more work than I was getting out of it. Right. Right. It almost became like a chore than it was a, a kink, a pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Would you say that you are a big pants wedding baby? Uh, no, that is a lie. No, it's not. You're not a big pants wedding baby. No, obviously not. I, I am the biggest of boys. I have never done that. I think there's, there's Twitter, uh, there's Twitter proof. That is a lie, sir. <laughs> that you're wearing one right now. Are you wearing one right now? Um, I don't know. Are you? I am. I can't keep my pants dry. <laughs> At least you can admit it. <laughs> hey, if you can't admit it, what's the point? Um, to to regain a little bit of a serious note, uh, yes. I I do like admitting it. I I am a big pants wedding baby. It's it's fun, but I think uh, another aspect of the community that we kind of forget about is like the humiliation uh, aspect of everything. Oh yeah, well for, for some people that's the whole point. And exactly. actually, and actually, people 
don't know that they like humiliation until it's like told to them like oh you do know that like that's a little bit humiliating humiliating and they're like oh okay i guess i'm i like this do you like to be humiliated uh it's like a i don't like to be humiliated but i i like being teased got it so got it's it. it's a fine line between teasing and humiliation so like being teased if, if you have like a wet spot on your pants yeah, yeah. Uh, being teased if you have a wet spot on your pants or just like being with friends and they like pat your butt or whatever and they're like, oh, what's that? Uh, I would never want to be in a situation where I feel genuinely embarrassed or seen, especially by people outside of the community. Although I do say that I'm I'm fairly comfortable wearing in public. Do you wear do you wear in public a thick diaper that it's noticeable to at least you? Yes. Yeah. I it basically whatever I've got on, if I get to go in public, pants go over it and I'm out. Do you wear a onesie underneath? Uh not really, because I I, I tend to not like the the uh, the look, or I get too hot being down here in the southeast. Uh, there's oh, some instances. because it's like sweating and stuff. Exactly. Uh, there there's some interesting designs. Uh, I think Target has one where it's almost like a a onesie, and then it has like a fold so that it looks like a regular t-shirt not tucked in oh yeah i think i've seen that yeah I th yeah i, think I, think that I know what you're talking about i thought one interesting question you didn't bring up okay i think is a question that has gained momentum is messing are you a messer uh i have i am not a particular fan of it myself um I, I i don't remember who it is that said it there is two levels to it there's the people that are into it on the inside of the pamp and people that it, are into it on the outside um when you mean outside are you meaning like scat play is that what you're referring to that, uh, <laughs> I really wish I knew what their 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 tweet was, but I I really agreed with it. Um, so so, yeah, basically, I I think it's fun. It it makes you feel literally more little than just about anything else. Uh, I love watching the seat of someone's diaper fill, but once that's like the line. Like, I don't like the smell. I don't like to see it. I don't like to clean it up. Have you ever done, like, fake messing with either oatmeal or bananas? Any of that? I have not. No? Yeah. I I don't know why I haven't, but I have not. Would you ever try? Absolutely. If I gave you the task of doing it, would you go do it? <laughs> For science, I just might. Ooh, 
all right. Well, I think that might be your homework, mister. I think you should do it for science. For research purposes, of course. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so now that this Twitter poll has concluded, are, do you have any plans to do any bigger polls to get any more research into, you know, questions ABDLs might have? Absolutely. Like I said, I, I just kind of stumbled upon some questions talking with another friend. And it was almost like a, a, my brain was curious, but I, I found the answers really interesting. And so what I want to do actually is set up like a Google form, get some more in-depth questions with maybe some write-in spots for some answers, let it circulate through the community for maybe a month, maybe two months, let it become an actual research point because i think there's not going to be a lot of people outside of the community studying us with an accurate eye and so here shortly i'm going to create a google form i'm going to share it on my page i'm going to hope that everyone retweets it shares it fills it out and then we can get some actual statistical information about our community I think that would help a lot of people. I, I, I'm very excited to see the results of that one. We have a little scientist in our very own community, don't we? <laughs> yes. All right, Mr. Knox. Well, thank you for coming to Newsy's Nook. If they wanted to find you on the social medias, where can they find you? So my username on everything is babyboynox underscore between boy and Knox. I'm fairly active. Come check me out. I'm friendly. Don't be weird. Uh, other that's, than that. That's a key point. Don't be weird. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people within the community sometimes struggle with boundaries. Uh, I might not want to phrase it that way. Uh, but there, there, there's definitely been some boundary infringements. And I think boundaries are an important thing to note. You're right. That is very important. So remember, kids, know your boundaries. Don't be weird. All right, Mr. Knox, thank you for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about your poll. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye. See ya. kiddos before we go one quick note i've been seeing a lot of posts about bullying on instagram and twitter and i just want to put out into the universe that i don't think there's any excuse for bullying i don't think there's any excuse for name calling i don't think there's any excuse for ghosting you know if you don't want to meet someone i think you should just tell them hey i don't think i don't think we're going to vibe and i don't think there's there's just no excuse for for bullying we should all we should all get along and if you don't vibe with someone then you just have to separate yourself from that person all right kiddos i i need a change so i gotta go but before i go if you want to continue to follow me follow me on, on instagram and twitter at newsybaby and make sure to check out that link in bio for my just for fans link and make sure to use promo code newsybaby at checkout at the playtime store all right kiddos i gotta go see ya bye <laughs>
how to read. I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Playzine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.